Welcome to What Is Love Actually with Beth Amon and Patrick Flynn. She's Beth Amon. And he's Patrick Flynn. And this is the podcast where we try to discover just what the 2003 Christmas romantic comedy Love Actually is. Actually, wait, uh, Patrick, I can't, I can't talk about Love Actually anymore. Let's talk about the movie that everyone thought was Love Actually. You made a joke when we had a group text. Oh, it wasn't a joke. It was very <laughs> earnest. We found out that Solomon was like, I can't wait to see this movie and see uh, Jack, Jack Black, Black and Cameron Diaz. Even that, even like this in comparison to like the holiday. I mean, I don't want to compare because I'm definitely not a holiday expert. But... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a holiday expert too. I love the holidays. <laughs> oh gosh, that movie I despise. That movie keeps coming up. Is that the one with Jack Black? And Jude Law. Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet and uh, Cameron Diaz. Wait, did you hate it more than The Holiday? No. I hate yeah. The Holiday so much more. What is love? Actually. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Actually. Baby, don't hurt me. Actually. Don't hurt me. Actually. It's all around. Hello and welcome to What Is Love Actually with Beth Amon and Patrick Flynn. She's Beth Amon. And he's Patrick Flynn. And this is the podcast where we used to try and discover just what the 2003 romantic comedy Love Actually is. By taking it apart. And putting it back together again, but we did that. So now we don't know what exactly this is. Maybe we'll do another podcast called What Is What Is Love Actually, where we put together this podcast about taking apart the movie, but that's not what we're doing today. Thank God. This is the episode that is going to be all about the movie that came up the most during our Love Actually deep dive, The Holiday. Iris and Amanda are in exactly the same place. Where do I want to go by myself? Depressed at Christmas. Just 6,000 miles apart. Home exchange. We switch houses, cars, everything. Bingo. As one door closes. That would be interesting. Another one opens. Oh. Hello. I'm Miles. I'm Greg. I was his brother. Do you want some company? Yeah, love some. Excuse me? Okay, sorry about that. Boob Grace. <laughs> that was accidental. You know, Graham, I just broke up with someone. And considering that you showed up and you're insanely good looking and probably won't remember me anyway, I'm thinking we should have sex. If you want. Is that a trick question? Seems I had it all wrong. It turns out you'll go somewhere new and meet people who make you feel worthwhile again. It's Christmas Eve, and we are going to celebrate being young and being alive. The holiday came up quite a bit during people kept thinking Love Actually was the holiday. We'll get we into that. We were concerned many people we were, yeah, did not know what movie the they were movie. watching. Uh, but to help us unpack this movie about two Americans and two Brits, to join us two Americans, we have two Brits. So... Please welcome from the phenomenally successful and wonderful to listen to Out for Blood, the story of Carrie, the musical podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Adams and Holly Morgan. Hiya. Hiya. Hello. <laughs> How lovely to be here. I just realized I'm Jack Black on this podcast. I just <laughs> put that together. Wait, who am I then? Oh, I'm Cameron Diaz. <laughs> You're Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And that makes me shoot law. Heck yes. I'm mayor of East Town. That's come out brilliantly for me. There you go. Wow. But can you I do think... the accent? Can you do the accent? Absolutely not. All right. Yeah. I feel like we should be terribly posh, though. Just, oh, yes, God, you should. So very yeah. much, yes. 
so have a very, very confusing much. job in publishing. <laughs> very non- non-specific. <laughs> That's the best job to have in a movie. It's like, oh, I work in publishing because then you yes. can just casually take lunches and no one knows what no you do what during you're doing the day. In the middle of the day. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, the holiday. Uh, we usually oh. like to start with, with everyone's uh, personal experience with this movie. Uh, and I'm going to start because Beth and I, before we did this, said we're going to do the holiday. And I said to Beth, I don't think I'd seen this movie since my wife and I saw it in the theater 15 years ago. And but I said, I don't know if that's true. I can't like it, it's one of those movies you watch at the holidays or you don't mm-hmm. like whatever. And we had the DVD in our house. I'm like, I've probably seen it before. I'm here to tell you I had not seen it in 15 years because I forgot a very major plot point of this movie that I certainly would have remembered. What major <laughs> plot point? That Jude Law has kids. I like, oh, yeah. I like fell out of my chair. How could Mr. <laughs> Napkinhead not stay with you for was, 15 that, years? Like I was just like, she goes to the house and I was like, I know there's something with this character. I know there's something because there has to be because it's yeah. act two. But like, then the kids show up and I went, oh God, like this is, oh God, this is crazy. <laughs> But Which was, was also her reaction to right. seeing the children. Was, I was like suddenly reinvested in the movie. I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is interesting. I'm gonna watch this. Beth, what is your experience with the holiday? Well, so this came out like right when I was the target demographic for this movie. So I was 15 when this came out and I remember seeing it in theaters. And then I think I've watched it every year since then, probably multiple times. Like it's just easy watching. I love it. I think and like the way that I love it, that it's just easy to watch, easy to consume. I know how it's going to end. I like the characters for the most part. And I think the like the music immediately transports me back to early 2000s when Grey's Anatomy was my absolute favorite thing in the world. So, you know, <laughs> Brand I think new. it's joy. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Holly, how about you? Oh, God. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, I we, I watched it in the cinema when I must have been about 15, 16 as well. I loathe this film. Oh, wow. this is gonna wow. be fun, and you are not alone. So that is. Oh like... yes, <laughs> I I am like borderline. I fetishize Christmas. I love Christmas so much. I love the Muppets. I love good Christmas movies, <laughs> but I I absolutely like loathe love actually on the holiday. And wow. I, I know, I know, I don't know if it's like, it's not that I've got a, a rotten soul. I do love Christmas. <laughs> I think it's just these particular two movies. I'm so sorry. No. Um, oh, no. Not <laughs> so at I, all. I rewatched it. I rewatched it for, for, for today's conversation and I am brimming with opinions. Oh, good. Oh, oh goody good. All <laughs> right. It's not like you. Right. I know. <laughs> the, the normally sedate and recalcitrant. Yes. Oh Molly Morgan is going to I'll just come out from behind my right. <laughs> I'm going to let it hang out today, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh Chris, what gosh. about you? What's your experience with it? Well, you know what? I consider myself to be a, a semi-cultured person. I've seen a lot of movies. I've read a lot of books. But I'm one of those people who people will say, oh, you've seen The Holiday, right? And I'd be like, what? No, I've never heard of The Holiday. Oh, and God. I swear, I had not seen this movie until four days ago so, <laughs> but it's the same thing that it happens to me all the time people are like oh yeah you know in the west wing that i'm like no i've never seen the west wing so i just have these huge holes in my <laughs> cultural oh, you- environment <laughs> so yeah so i only watched the holiday i had to break it up into small pieces this week because it's july and sure. it was quite mm-hmm. a lot to take in in july it's and 
It's it is long. very long. It's very <laughs> long. My first and note. It's like for something for something that is supposed to be kind of like a you know a little low key Christmas film, it's quite complicated. Was that just me? I was like, well, what's going on? And there's what? a lot of moving pieces all at once. Yeah. And so they take the longest route possible yeah. to explain it. So I'm not going to say it was my favorite movie, but it wasn't my least favorite movie. I think I spent the ho- most of the time kind of s- slightly outside myself, kind of watching the movie and like not really recognizing any of the British people or Britishness or, or Britain that was in the movie. It's kind of like watching a theme park almost. <laughs> it does like, feel like Like even like Kate that. Winslet, who is British. I was like, yes. this is not Kate. How did Kate Winslet get it? Is this some kind of admin error? Like... <laughs> She, she just seems mildly confused and embarrassed by the mm. whole thing. As yeah. if, like, she's saying the words, but she can't quite remember why I'm, she's doing that. She probably mm. is better than this film. Like, I would... Yeah. Like, everyone wait, 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 wait. Probably? <laughs> no, she is, she is, she is. She probably took this and was like, this will be a commercial success. This will yeah. be something that will make yeah. me nice residuals yeah, yeah. for years to come. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, she is definitely better than this movie. I would almost argue. I would almost argue everyone in this movie is better than this movie, including Cameron (laughs) Diaz. Would be sort of my. I don't know if Jack Black is better than this movie. I think Jack Black is poorly cast. So that's interesting. Yeah, I really was. I was watching this movie again, not having seen it in fifteen years, and sort of thinking. I knew it though, you know, and I know what happens. Like she goes there, he goes, she goes here, and then, Mm. then we all meet up, and it's great. But. Jack Black, first of all, we open on Jack Black, which is super weird to like your first, you know, you're always taught in film school, like your opening shot of the movie should be thematic to the movie. And it is, we open on the movie in the movie and pull back and we realize it's a movie. It's like, okay, that that is part of this film. But then the person we see is Jack Black when the person we should be seeing is Cameron Diaz working on a trailer for the movie yeah. within the movie because Jack Black is going to be in this scene and then absent for <laughs> fifth, 20 to 30 minutes yeah. before he comes back yeah. in and meets Kate Winslet when it's really windy. They didn't want it to be so jarring that like Jack Black shows up. They're yeah. like, we're just going to tell you now, just so I you guess. know, Jack Black is doing <laughs> something like a little different. He's right. going to do stuff with his cardboard <laughs> girlfriend. And it's just yeah. Was oh, wait, he like flavor did. of the month at the time? Was he like mega, fa- I mega was, big? Well, I was time? just looking like, this up. So he, at this point, 2006, he had... School of Rock had happened in School of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock had happened. Which, so he's, yeah. So he's, you know, he'd made a cameo in Anchorman. He, like, people knew who he was. He was yeah. legit. Um, oh God, he was fresh off being in Peter Jackson's King Kong. He definitely was legit. <laughs> wow. um, and so... Yeah, he was Jack Black. He was a known quantity. But the other thing I kept thinking about watching him in this movie was how restrained he was being. Yeah. How he did not seem like he was having any fun, which is you cast Jack Black for the fun. That's why you cast Jack (laughs) in a movie. Yeah, he was like desperate to do something wacky, wasn't he? Yeah, when he's even carrying something serious and he's like dude just do the mask just do like yeah Yeah, um... it almost seemed like dustin hoffman came in to tell him off for having fun (laughs) in the video store it's like uh no no this isn't what we booked you for (laughs) you know that was added i read in the in the trivia like it wasn't so weird was no no he he so they were at shooting at a blockbuster back when you could do that somewhere in right Mm -hmm. somewhere in the valley probably in la and um, 
Dustin Hoffman just showed up in the shopping center and saw somebody was shooting a movie and like popped over to be like, oh, who is this? Is this anybody I know? And he knew Nancy Myers. So they just <laughs> threw him in the movie and added the thing about The Graduate, which is why in that whole long speech about movie scores that Jack Black is giving in that scene, they add yeah. The Graduate in, which does have a really good soundtrack, but it's not a yeah. score in the <laughs> same way. Let me ask you, have you seen this? Chariots of Fire loved it. Cling, 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 cling. Such a great score by Vangelis. He took electronic scores to a new level. It was groundbreaking. I'm going to test you on this later. Okay, driving Miss Daisy. Hans, very unexpected. Do you remember how great it was? Roodle dee dood and scroodle dee doo. Roodle dee doo. Sassy. Love it. Is this a bad game? No. Okay. Keep going. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? I bet you didn't know. That was all written for the movie. It was a score, technically. I didn't know that one. Can't go anywhere. It's a good joke. It's fine. I'm not going to sink this movie on that joke, but it was still like, this feels tacked on now that I yeah. know it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. But you I might sink it. this movie on other things. Just I would, I would sink it on a lot of things. But that is not. <laughs> well, I think we need to go back because we've already we jumped in pretty hard. But yeah, we, we have, need to go back sure. and say what this movie is. Right. So, Kristen Holly, would you explain <laughs> to our listeners the plot of the holiday? So, from what I can remember from three days ago, um, <laughs> a Kate long time Win- ago, right? <laughs> Jeez, Kate Winslet. I've forgotten all the all their actual character names. Apart they, from they don't have character names. Well, Iris. she's she's Iris because she had previously played Iris in <laughs> Iris, <laughs> along with Judy right. Dench, also playing Iris in Iris. Yeah, that's true. So I have, Iris, yeah. played by Kate Winslet, works yeah. as a journalist at the Daily Telegraph, which right. is the first jarring moment for me because. Yeah. That immediately made me dislike her because I don't know if you know the Daily Telegraph is quite a very right-leaning. I was going to ask which one is the Daily um, Telegraph. I know, it's like, yeah, we okay. call it the Tory Graph. It's awful. Okay, oh. so that's the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know what your listenership is. Maybe it's very heavily, <laughs> heavily right-wing. God, I don't uh, think so. I, I doubt guess. it. <laughs> I'm going to guess probably not. Probably yeah. not. So yeah, so that was a, that was a choice. I thought immediately because mm. obviously the Telegraph had signed something to say sure we'll be you can the use film. the logo yeah, yeah exactly but that immediately me you know i immediately doubted the integrity of kate Winslet's character because of her, her career choice oh. but anyway so she's sick of working at the tele well she loves her job at the telegraph she hates this guy that she works with who's been kind of flirting with her and it's revealed right that the guy's getting married mm-hmm. to someone else so kate winslet is really cross she goes home to her beautiful yes. very ex- now people are like I read online people were like, why does she live in this crappy little cottage? That cottage would cost millions <laughs> oh, yeah. of millions. Pounds. Oh like, yeah. Kate Winslet's journalism career is clearly flourishing <laughs> at the Telegraph because well, she yes. can afford that beautiful. And she had anyway. Uh, yeah, I have a, I'm gonna jot something down. I have a question about that, but let's get through the uh, let's get through the <laughs> turning into a rant. This is my um, question. So she gets really sad. She does a lot of crying. Mm-hmm. Um, she decides to go on the internet. There's a lot of product placement in this scene. Mm. I made notes. She's like on Google, she's on her Sony laptop. Like basically Mm -hmm. a lot of brands have paid for this movie to happen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the Telegraph, but um, (laughs) anyway, she's Googling, what can I, what can, how can I escape my terrible life? And she comes across basically like pre Airbnb, which lets you swap a home with someone 
in a better place. Mm. And she starts chatting and reading out what she's typing because you have to do that in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Lot of that. Like yes. self-narration. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chatting away, muttering words. Um, and then she discovers uh, Cameron Diaz is also having a tricky time in her glamorous life in LA. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to hand over to Holly to tell the Cameron Diaz angle of this tragic tale. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Kay Winslet's been playing Bridget Jones for a minute. Right. And, yeah, because she, she loves Rufus Sewell and he's marrying someone else. Yeah. And, yeah, then she gets on the old internet and gets in touch with Cameron Diaz, who's having similar boy problems. And she says, can I come to your house on condition that there are no men there? She's like, don't yeah. worry, it's absolutely no men in fictional surrey so she's like <laughs> great i'm coming uh then they, they, they there's a bit of like oh what am i doing i'm so crazy they do it because the film needs to happen right um <laughs> uh diaz arrives first i think yeah she yeah. gets yeah we see well, her the... arrival first yeah. yeah yeah there was a kind um, of prolonged scene at a british airways desk i noticed that i don't know why but i just noticed a lot of brand logos in this yes. film i can't yeah, really, yeah. yeah so british airways facilitates the um the exchange yes. yeah i feel <laughs> like you. i've glossed over a packing montage i feel like there yeah. might have been some frenzied kind of what do i need for england packing mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Um, yeah anyway they both end up in their respective homes <laughs> and kate winslet's knackered first off she has a lovely nap mm-hmm. she's a big yes. nap and then she meets Jack Black. Like he comes to the house because he was expected to work with Cameron Diaz. So Diaz has not managed her work life particularly efficiently no. as well. This much is clear. Um, <laughs> in, and yes, then she goes, yeah, back in England, Cameron Diaz is going, oh, it's all really small and quaint. She has the dog. She has to look after the dog. Yeah. My biggest concern mm. of this film. Yes. Yeah, he gets quite forgotten, doesn't he? He yeah. dies. He dies. He gets a walk eventually. <laughs> I hope he doesn't die. I was so nervous die. the whole time. <laughs> this movie has so I many loose you, ends. You can't start you pulling on them all. Like this. Exactly. <laughs> then we meet we meet the nice man next door at some point. Arthur. He's the old guy, right? Right. Yeah. We're back yes. in America. Yeah, yeah. Back right. in America. Right. Um this is, I think, probably my favourite aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. However, it does sometimes feel a bit like this This man's being treated like he's some sort of like magic pixie that can kind of like fix her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he keeps making her watch films with sassy leading ladies in it. <laughs> it's like, so she could discover that she's also sassy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she is hanging out with Arthur a lot and that's really fun. Meanwhile... Right, Cameron Diaz and Jude Jude Law turns up needing a piss at her his sister's house because his sister is is, Kate, is Winslet. Yeah. yeah, he's called Graham, which is one of the <laughs> least attractive names. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I find Jude Law so sleazy, and I know that's probably because really? of Nanny Gate. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, I forgot about that. Forgot about yeah. That. That was in 2004. So I'm going to suggest he needed this to rehab the old image a little bit. Oh. I hadn't even thought Um, about that. Yeah, and he's got Hmm. a really predatory vibe, I think. He's a bit, he kind of makes a joke about it, but he's sort of slightly serial killer-ish when he rocks up in the middle (laughs) of the night. Do they sleep with each other that night? Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. And then he does say a line that's like, I don't, 
or Amanda says like, I don't know if it matters, but like, I don't do this all the time. And he's like, I do. Right. And yeah. It's like now looking back with that lens, I'm like, oh no, oh no, no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, there's like that, that scene, that like sort of jaunty scene where they're sort of like making out with each other all over like a range of country estates. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. The montage, the getting to know yeah. you montage yeah. that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> How does uh, yeah. your ex-girlfriend get involved in all well, this? So that's the, that's the thing, is it starts yeah. to get very, <laughs> very muddled very, yeah. very quickly. Because I just realized as you were doing that, like, so you basically have these, these two women whose boyfriends are terrible. Yeah. For short, I'm shortcutting the relationships exactly. But like, yeah. Cameron Diaz breaks up with Ed Burns, who's in this movie for a hot minute. Uh, which which also made me write a lot of notes of like whatever happened to Ed Burns? Why did his career never yeah. really take off? Like what was that yeah. all? About? This movie lost me a few times <laughs> in my own <laughs> my own meanderings. But uh, several notes on the movie Iris here, which if you haven't seen it, see the movie Iris. Um, but so th- there's this running parallel where they both have to escape their love lives, and then but Ed Burns never comes back. You know, Rufus Sewell yeah. shows up in L.A. and like is mm-hmm. doing this very. I think, I mean, it's, it's expensive because it's a Nancy Myers movie. We should also point out everybody in this movie is rich and has no problems like yeah. yes. financing things and taking time off. But they're also the like day. part-time kindergarten teachers and like their <laughs> right. income is like a million pounds. And like, they're pure, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but so he flies from London to LA to like mm. talk to her because he's basically engaged, but he's always got her on the hook and he obviously gets something out of that. Yeah. Um, which is a really interesting thing in a in a romantic comedy to have that conflict because I think it's very real. Like mm-hmm. people go through this all the time where somebody like keeps them emotionally on the hook and they need to mm-hmm. break free. But on the other side, Cameron Diaz, like Ed Burns never shows up and Jack Black kind of becomes his proxy because they work together. Mm-hmm. And Jack Black always has his girlfriend with him that, you know, as I described her card piece of cardboard that he carts around <laughs> in the wind. Um, she blew away through the Santa Ana. Well, she does. And then yeah. she's, of course, it's so funny that like, when you see Jack Black with her, you kind of know immediately how that relationship's going to end. Cause it's this kind of movie like, Oh, she's yeah. cheating on him. Like a lot. Like you just, know yeah. that. You just well, like, the first line between the two of them. He's like, Maggie, Maggie, listen to this. Right. This is the good part. And she's like on her phone. Like, Oh my God, Jack Black, leave right. me alone. <laughs> He does that sort of like incel type thing where he like kisses her hand a bunch and she's clearly like, please stop oh. touching me. Like, please. Oh. <laughs> and it was Ooh, just, it was so, like, yeah, it still felt me with all kinds of bad feelings about it. <laughs> I also love that everybody, when he shows up at her house in the middle of the movie to drop, I think to drop something off and then stays for dinner when, when Arthur's yeah. there with all his mm-hmm. friends, um, other great like Jewish comedians from the, from the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, they all kind of know that his girl is like, well, she's on location right now in New Mexico. And there's this knowing look among all the men and being like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. So she's, yeah, she's cheating on you, buddy. Yeah. You're done. That's a really weird thread in the movie, is it? Because they're like, he says at one point, he's like, I can't believe a girl like that would actually be with a guy like me. And we're all supposed to basically think that Jack Black is this troll that lives under a bridge and that, and and therefore by proxy, so is Kate Winslet, because the fit ones are Diaz and, and Jude Law. Like, right. Kate Winslet is absolutely <laughs> like breathtakingly beautiful. Jack Black's great as well. Like, why are we. Yeah. Why is his worth determined by us <laughs> deci- deciding that he looks like a goblin? Like, right. Oh, it's and doesn't, I mean, he's also like, 
Um, even though I will say he is like, I felt Jack Black was holding back. He wasn't as much mm. fun. He is incredibly charming in this movie. Oh, he's infinitely preferable. That's what I want someone to describe me as. Infinitely preferable. <laughs> <laughs> they do take a really long time to get together, though. Like yeah, there's no really heat. But I don't think it's a, I really don't think that like this is supposed to be a love story between Kate Winslet and Jack Black. I think that mm. like, Kate Winslet, if we're going to say there's a love story there for yeah, her. It's, it's Eli Wallach. Yeah. yeah, it's her and Arthur Abbott like finding confidence in themselves by their friendship. And like Jack Black, I'd like to think they have a nice New Year's date. And then she says, actually, like, I'm not into this at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're an incredibly decent man, a wonderful palate cleanser. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to believe that they stay together after this. I'm choosing right. to believe they don't. Interesting. Very interesting. It is interesting. Did anyone else question whether the two couples would ever meet? Because I was like, is this like a budget thing where they can't bring them all together in the same place? Or was it always just like building up to that weird moment at the end? The weird <laughs> Oh, the yeah. The black side like, party with children. I, yeah. Is, yes. there like a, is there a contractual reason why no, they also, Diaz can't be in the same room together? They only went to England. Well, that's possible. I don't know about that because <laughs> they had done, hadn't they done a movie together? Jack Black and... It, well, it's let's see. The... When when was Shallow Hal and oh no that, that was a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow that was, oh I yeah. forgot about that movie that wasn't um, yeah wow yeah I don't think so actually no I don't think mm. back on I mean it's, it's yeah I know good lord it it is it's entirely possible but like the most of the movie was shot in L A all the interiors right. were shot in L A so oh, right. they only did like some of the village exteriors and things like that in England uh, um, mm. and I think they did the getting to know you montage in England. But otherwise, but even then might not have been. Most of it was shot in LA, which is why Jude Law, I don't know if you guys noticed in several scenes, is incredibly tan. Yes. Uh, like incredibly yeah, tan. Right. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Especially for That's English. That's what movie. I mean. It's like He's watching like... Britain through like a weird lens. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. beautiful and tanned and, yeah, and lives in expensive houses. Yeah. yeah. One thing. So here's like, I had several thoughts watching this movie, several British questions. But like a, a big one was that occurs very early is that when Cameron Diaz gets dropped off in the taxi mm-hmm. and he goes, it's just up at the end of the lane, but I'll never be able to turn around up there. Could yeah. you walk? First of all, I don't think anybody would do that. A second of all, it's so un-British for a Hollywood movie for the guy to do that. Like he should yeah. be overly helpful. Yeah, um, exactly. But also like it was a mile or yeah, two like down the lane and there, was, fields and, and there yeah. was plenty of places for him to turn around like it was, yeah. just, it was absurd how much this guy was lying to oh, really? and at the moment. end of the movie too the car picks her up right, right at the time the gate. yeah yeah and then when she runs back she covers that ground in about 30 seconds so right. like which one is it <laughs> it's so inconsistent this is yeah. we should probably say this is a nancy myers joint uh <laughs> this motion picture uh director of a bunch of movies that are exactly like this movie. Uh, it, it, it's complicated with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. Something's Got to Give with uh, Jack Nicholson and, and Diane Keaton. Uh, the Intern with Robert uh, De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Um, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, classic. said Father of the Bride. Oh, she wrote the, she didn't direct, but she wrote the modern Father of the Bride movies, ah. the uh, Steve Martin ones um, with her then husband, uh, Charles Shire. And she's uh, also she directed, as I pointed out to Beth before we started, uh, the Mel Gibson vehicle, What Women Want. Again, oh. 
not everything <laughs> ages this not yes. everything not everything ages that that's the, the correct rare, answer but that's one of those rare movies that like both the star and the premise are problematic at the same yes. time you know, you're, you're just like yeah. so the stars have aligned accordingly this movie's yeah. bad on so many levels yeah uh and she also did the Lindsay lohan parent trap way back oh i love that yes. which is the best film Yes. So yeah, so list. she's she's got a storied career, but she has taken a lot of flack recently for directing these movies about rich people in comfortable clothing living in lavish houses, having very small problems. <laughs> yes, very 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 very. She's just small painting problems. everyone's ideal life, like That's it true. did. And I will say, this movie is incredibly cozy. Like that would be the predominant mood I would put over top mm-hmm. of it. Everything yeah. is, even the Santa Ana winds, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever been to LA and no. experienced them. They're not fun. Like they're, oh, not, right. they're not terrible, but stuff is blowing everywhere. <laughs> like they are intensely intense. So it's not, it's not really romantic. She made like, that oh, feel kind of cozy. <laughs> and like Jack Black, when he walks out after dinner in it, you know, and he's like, wave, it's like, that was, he's like, oh, this feels kind of cozy. But yeah, so it's not, not a light breeze. No, but it's <laughs> but like a cozy sweater. There's really nothing beneath it. Like this movie is yeah. just sort of like very very surface level. <laughs> Makes you very uncomfortable at times. It's really itchy. Yeah. Well, Holly, I want to know like where what is name some things that make you uncomfortable in this movie because oh I feel like God. it's just so I'm like all right, whatever. This is easy. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly how it's going to happen, and I will be like pleasant it'll be a pleasant experience but you seem to have like like oh no moments throughout this film i just i just i okay this is so uncharitable of me but cameron diaz is so bad in this film like really i I find her like so unconvincing and i i quite like her in like the mask and stuff she's fine but there's something about the way she kind of gurns her way through this film pretending to fancy jude law i think it's just that the, the manifest oh. lack of any tension between any of them i'm just like especially her and jude law i think they sort of write this extended periods that there's a bit where they're driving for they're getting to know you like romp around the countryside where they just sort of look at each other and you're just going like you're just looking at each other like two I don't know, like prize shire horses would. You're just gonna be like, oh, you've got you've got a lovely coat you've got. Mm, you've got both kind of beautiful looking specimens, but they they don't want a bang. Like there's nothing there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one? I know, Chris. What do you think? No, I kind of agree. I think yeah. Oh. I didn't see any kind of chemistry between them whatsoever. I yeah. I, I don't know whether it was yeah. It was. It was kind of like that whole, I don't know whether things have just changed since this film came out, but there was a very, for me, Mm. it was like, they're not in, they're not that different. Why are they finding Mm. these situations so like bizarrely different? Why can't Kate Winslet like look at a TV and be like, she's kind of like wowed in this kind of British (laughs) amazement. Oh my God. (laughs) Gates and like blinds and things like that. She's like, did we not have those things? And then, and then the opposite is like Diaz in the UK being like, "Oh, a dog jam," uh, <laughs> just like this, this weird kind of alien experience that really threw me. And I think just bringing the two together in the two couples, uh-huh. I guess that was their way of being like, "Oh, we're so different." But I'm like, "No, you're not. You're just beautiful <laughs> people with different accents." Like. Yes. That's all that's happened here. I want to see a film where like beautiful Diaz meets really hideous, ugly British man with like crap teeth. 
So who would it be? Would it be in the Jack? <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> James Corden. Who can we make fun of? Oh, no, uh, he's got enough no work. more. No, no more James Corden <laughs> right. vehicles. Got him off. When did we hit peak peak James Corden? It feel it uh, felt like last year. I, I don't know. It just felt like everybody simultaneously went. Please, we're yeah, the we're prom. Right. I think. Yeah, I think it was the prom. That's yeah. true. I think it was the prom. Even cats earlier. Oh, cats. Yeah. Oh, cats. Actually, oh. I will say I was fine with everybody in Cats until him and Rebel Wilson came out at the Oscars and like made oh. fun of it. And I was like, guys, that is not cool. You're doing <laughs> something right now that is just not cool. You're in the movie. Own it. Own that yeah. you're in this yeah, like ridiculous yeah. movie. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't be that way. That I am like quickly oh, yeah. flipping through Cameron Diaz's filmography here to try to figure out like she's never somebody I've ever thought about. I will be like very yeah. honest. Like mm-hmm. I think she's fine in Gangs of New York. Um, oh yeah, she's in Gangs of New York. She is. Oh, she's yeah, the she chief is. love interest in Gangs of New York. Um, great. I retained a lot about that film. Yeah, that movie's that, that movie's not <laughs> great episode. either. I mean, she's <laughs> she's obviously. I think her best role is probably there's something about Mary, where yeah. like all she has to be is kind of manic pixie dream girlish, and she's very good at that. Um, yeah, I liked her in Life Less Ordinary. I don't know if anyone else saw that movie or not. That's an oh, early yeah. Danny Boyle movie. Yeah, it, it's a uh, so. Yeah, I think she's perfectly, she's a perfectly serviceable actress. I thought she was actually better than I was expecting in this movie. Because, really? Yeah, like, I don't know if it was because, well, the, I'm waiting for Beth's going to tell her story about when she asked her friends to watch this movie with her in a second. <laughs> but I, I was sort of expecting her to be the weak link among the four. Mm-hmm. And she is like, she's not of the four lead <laughs> actors. She's not the best, but she's not the mm-hmm. worst. Like, it's not like recasting Cameron Diaz would fix the movie. No. Which is kind of what I was, I was in that vein. And mm-hmm. like, there's so much work you have to do that I thought she was, she was fine. Like that was sort of where I would land on it. But Beth, <laughs> can you tell everybody what happened when you asked Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll say first too, like there is something about her in this movie that doesn't like totally land for me. But for me, I think it's the whole, like she didn't cry bit that oh. like throws me off. Like, mm. like Patrick said, she's perfectly fine for this movie. Like she's Cameron Diaz. She's like being charming and cute and adorable. And that's the thing. But so I am preparing for this episode. I had been on a road trip last week with my two best friends. And I was like, Hey guys, we gotta, we gotta watch this movie. I need to watch this in advance. Um, like, do you want to watch this with me? And they were adamant, like, absolutely not. Like, I will not watch that film. No. And I was like, why? It like, it's, like, why are you so opposed to this? And they, like, it's my friends, MB and Sarah. MB looks at me dead in the face and she goes, Cameron Diaz is a bad actress. She <laughs> was like, <laughs> I mean, Which like, okay, she's like one yeah, person, right. all of them. Yeah. But then to put the nail in the coffin and for them to really like dig their heels in and say like, they're not watching it. My friend Sarah goes, I would rather watch Twilight than The Holiday. <gasps> oh, <laughs> which is a hard. <laughs> like, please note, like we grew up in a time when, like, we did watch Twilight a lot. And if Twilight <laughs> is on the TV, I'm 100 yeah. percent going to sit there and watch it just because, like, 14 year old Beth will not let me let go. But, like, I was like, you're really like you're gonna fight this hard because like you think Cameron Diaz sucks and the that Twilight is a better film than this. Like the I first mean, Twilight yeah. is better than this. <laughs> It's wow. like, what an yeah. insult. Oh yeah. God, a hill to die on. Yeah. But that's interesting. See, I felt that 
her the character's big problem like you say it was like this there's the setup that she's never cried so you're like okay at the end of the movie she's gonna cry yeah. like that we know like that. also like i don't get why that has to be a thing like she i mean she tells us she explains it very clearly why she has yeah. not cried but yeah. like th- that doesn't mean she hasn't felt anything since she was a child and, why and does she have to that's cry the thing because she doesn't if she had broken up with ed burns in a very machine-like way if mm. she had just been like you need to leave because you've cheated on me. So ergo in a relationship, cheating equals over. So you need to leave. And he then berated her for being unemotional. And that was her thing. She was just unemotional through the whole movie. That's that's one movie, but that's not it. She's incredibly emotional. She screams yes. and yells and runs all over the place and throws things and punches him twice, which was really funny. The second punch is- I do like very, when she punches funny. him. Yeah. Um, I also love the gardener in that scene. A little good cameo from him. Yes. But uh, she's incredibly emotional and explosive and impulsive and does like wild things. And so the crying just feels lost in the- It's so weird. The, it's all muddled, yeah. yeah. I'd kind of forgotten that was a thing until it happened. <laughs> I was like, what? Why, why is she going? <laughs> right. Like doing yeah. this kind of laughing, crying thing. Well, yeah. it's also like, it's like watching a child try to learn to cry on command, like in an acting yeah. class for the first time. They're like, all right, I'm going to do it. <gasps> Like, yeah. <laughs> something very constipated about it isn't there? <laughs> I just it, there was a slight suggestion for me as well I was like okay so obviously it's just really very painful you have, your parents are divorced and now you're we have to believe you're unemotional even though as, as Patrick said we see you running around screaming for the for that two hours at this point uh, is there also this kind of suggestion that she's basically become a workaholic because mm-hmm. of her parents divorce and then I'm a bit like so a man saved you from being a, an awful career woman what, what are we saying mm, with this it's, like, yeah, it's it's another example of like the things don't all add up like yeah parents divorce motivation for not crying great set but then you're a workaholic for no reason yeah <laughs> like you're just but also like she's really good at her job and she clearly yeah. loves it like yeah. she it's not like she's, you know, There's... in that scene with Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski, who stood out like incredible sword yes. guns in that yeah. scene, which, which is great. I love <laughs> to see them both. It, it was like they have fun working together. She had good notes. Mm. She liked the trailer. She was like really enjoying her job. If she had been like, if they were on cut like 470 of this trailer and they looked haggard and mm-hmm. like sick and tired of working on it and she was noting them to death on it, that's yeah. a workaholic. But it's not. She's happy. She loves her job. She yeah. just doesn't cry question mark (laughs) there's all these little like drops along the way of like oh well like someone told me that i was bad in bed or like i had this Mm. trauma happen or someone said this it's like i don't actually believe that you are affected by these things that you're telling me are the things that have made you feel this way because you're like you're successful you seem to like your job you're gorgeous like i don't understand i don't understand the problems that you have which is maybe not a, a, a kind <laughs> reading of it, because, but I don't well, get it. But they don't no. really have problems. No issues. And to solve that problem, they just like throw a load of money at it. And right. Fly yeah. to a different continent and have a lovely time. And yeah. I don't know well, they solve the problem. I wanted to ask you guys, like this concept of home exchange, this was the first time I'd ever heard of it and probably the last time I've heard of it as well. <laughs> but would you do something like this? Would you well, just Especially decide... Chris having just moved house. Would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I'd heard of it as like a, a kind of, yeah, as a concept. 
I don't think I've ever met anyone who's ever done it. Maybe it was like a late 90s crazy thing that people used to do. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like, how would you know what you were getting into? Like, you could get Kate Winslet's beautiful cottage or you could get someone's, you know, down the road who lives in stains in a terrible, <laughs> like, you know, horrible attic. Uh, or you, you, how, how do you know where Cameron, where Kate lives if you've never seen any pictures? But like, I guess it's like a predecessor to Airbnb, right? Where you kind right. of... Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it would be worth the risk just for the adventure because look what happened. They had a great time. Well, yes. Look, I don't yeah. think I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want someone to go through my stuff apart from anything else. I mean, like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I won't. We were, I, I will not Airbnb. I won't do it. And like, really? I, just, I can't do it oh, really? because the uh, same reason I won't Uber. I don't trust it. There's something <laughs> about like, there's not was- enough. Like, I will, like, a hotel. <laughs> exists as an entity like this problem first of all i'm kind of like this problem was solved we, we have these things you know? <laughs> is it like, because like what would you not airbnb like when you had the kids with you like if no period you... i won't do it i will not airbnb i will not airbnb and i will not um a weird line to draw from somebody else. <laughs> it's somebody's house it's somebody's apart it only ever comes up when i go to new york and people are like right. well you know you could just airbnb i'm like no i'm sorry i won't do that because like i don't know what like, I don't know what your apartment is. I don't know what the setting mm. is. And the building isn't created for being a, like a place for people to stay for one or two nights. It's a place where people live. And yeah. like, I'll stay at friends' apartments or whatever, but like, I'm not going to gonna do that. And then like, mm. the Uber is the same thing to me. Like, I'm getting in a stranger's car. I don't care that they've like, <laughs> like, I was, I was a child of the 80s. One thing I was told over and over <laughs> and over again was don't get into strangers' cars. <laughs> I don't Sound get advice. it. I don't trust it. Just put it. your key like between it. your knuckles. Right. Like, no, every woman right. does. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. Thank God you are not the lead character in this movie. This yes. film would have been very different if you wouldn't have got Kate off the Winslet ground. These, yeah, it would have been like ended. I'll think about home exchange. It would have yeah. been. It would have been Kate Winslet in my house and me like in the garden, just sort of just like. <laughs> no, it's fine. I agree. Really nice you hotel. stay. You stay, and I'll just I'll sit over here. You know, I'll be in the pool. Yeah, house. Let's 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 switch this around, Chris, so that it's like actually happens in a hotel. Like Jude Law is just like the bellhop, yeah. like <laughs> which is possible. Yeah, but if he were if he worked in a hotel, he'd have to do that accent that the driver does at the end. You know, like that Bert from Mary Poppins. Voice, oh, yes. like all right, Missy, you yeah. had a nice time, and it's all very like yeah. <laughs> Cockney and he's got his yeah. chimney sweep on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other. There's only two British voices in film. Actually, three yeah. because you had the kind of the, the sort of local lady in shop. She had yes. a slightly different voice. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the children are pure English children. Oh film, my so gosh, they? they absolutely straight are. From Daddy, do Neptune, man. <laughs> you know, sort of that. <laughs> Who's, why is Cameron Diaz in our house, Daddy? <laughs> Come and see my tent. Guess what? We have a tent in our playroom. Do you want to see it? No, no, no. Amanda, you will not crawl into your tent. You don't like tents. Are they ghosts? They are ghosts. Well, okay, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, Before yeah, we get yeah. to that, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you accidentally stepped into a corner. Oh, no. Hold I'm, like, on I'm ready to go. I did have one British question before we move oh. into that, though. The So here's here's what I, when, when Cameron Diaz finds... Uh, Kate Winslet's cottage on the listing. Um, first of all, I don't know why it's not that, like she finds one house and it's terrible. And then she finds another. I don't know why there's not a third because comedy <laughs> has rule of threes. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> she she describes the house as being the, all the little things. And then a f- 40 minutes from bustling London or whatever the sentence is. So here's my question. 
Kate Winslet works at the Daily Telegraph ostensibly in London and, and yeah. takes the train home, you know, at the end of the workday, which people do. So, but, but like, do people live 40 minutes? Like, cause is, is that 40 minutes as the crow flies from London? Cause that's not like, that's not close. Yeah. And then it's not like, you know, if you live in New York and you live, you work in New York and you live in New Jersey and you live like as the crow flies 15 minutes from New York, but it really takes you an hour to get home. Yeah. That's not what yeah. she says. She says 40 minutes from London, which applies yeah. to me. That's a little, that's a ways away. Plus she lives far from the train station up a lane like you she lives very <laughs> you far have to hike through a field commute yeah so, is it 40 door to door and like i know like yeah. we're, we're, we're dedicating a lot of time to my own like neuroses <laughs> but like like that is a, a incredible commute to me and i just wondered if that was anything we that people actually I mean, do like in, in I mean, I, I, it's filmed in Godalming in surrey is it yeah so the nearest major okay. train station would be guildford which is probably about 40 minutes from Waterloo. Okay, so, so she's, that's an accurate day. But yeah. Godalming is at least half an hour, I'd say, from Guildford. And then she lives oh, in Narnia. Okay. So she's right. got to go through the back <laughs> of the wardrobe. She's got to go through there. the wardrobe and push yeah, out the exactly. thing. Exactly. That's there an important no instruction. Way. If Mr. Exactly. Tumnus is there, he's going to want to talk to you. And that just takes forever. You've got the whole Turkish delight thing to It's work a whole through. thing. And if the witch it's is coming whole... in with the sled, you're just like, oh, God. So Talk tedious. to Prince Caspian. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I live like I live in London and I would probably leave 40 minutes to get to the centre of London. So. I thought you were going to say you lived in Narnia. I live in Narnia. <laughs> I live in Narnia. And, and I'm let me very tell you, happy. The commute is awful. Right? <laughs> well, now I'm, always winter, never Christmas. Right. Oh, my God. That would be so sad based on how much you said you love Christmas. I love Christmas, exactly. It's just like the build-up, but not actually getting there. Right. right. So okay. what I'm basically getting at though is Kate Winslet's lying. Like she's, oh, lying. she's lying. Okay, yeah. okay, fine. Good. Or, yeah. or they're assuming no one's gonna think this hard about it. Oh well they then <laughs> she should have made the movie. Okay. All right, then she shouldn't have made the movie two hours and fifteen minutes long, would be my so long. I had way too much time to think about this. <laughs> like yes. But Beth. Can yeah. you please tell our lovely guests yes. why their comment about the children being dead is so prescient? Yes. Um, so there is a theory that I found on the internet because that's uh, where all, where all good live, theories come from. Yes. That Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz are actually dead. <laughs> and that this is all just like a fever dream. So I'm going to read you the part of the article. Amazing. Um, Believing she can't go on, Iris turns on her stove, blows out the flame before inhaling the gas. Thankfully, the wedding journalist quickly snaps out of her despair and lunges towards a window to take in fresh air. At this moment, she gets a message on her laptop about switching homes with Amanda for the holidays. But before Iris's encounter with her stove, viewers see Amanda kicking her cheating boyfriend out of her home. Um, And as her anger grows, the film editor pauses and says in a moment of panic, I can't breathe. It's at that moment that Schwartz says death looms over these two women before fate intervenes and gives them another shot to understand their full potential in a limbo of of sorts. So the idea is that they both actually kill themselves in that moment or die. And then everything else is just this weird purgatory, like fever dream limbo world in which they get to finally like live the life that they're not going to live in real life. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think it sticks. I can yeah. see it working. I'm ready right into that. There's also a theory that Arthur Abbott is dead and that he is also like just waiting for, for his, his moment in purgatory and like meets Kate Winslet. And yeah. so like, <gasps> 
she, wow. like, the way it is like put within the film it could be real. This could just be, they die. Yeah. Like she actually yes. inhaled the gas. Cause the message comes up at the same time as she's like inhaling gas in the stove. You mm. hear like, and you look over and it's like home exchange. Oh my God. What a <laughs> wonderful solution to be almost inhaling gas and killing myself. Oh my God. I can't believe it. It's like it. a metaphor. Home yeah. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone seen the movie last Christmas? on a similar vein to this. No, but I know what you're about to say. <laughs> because I, I guessed it. from the trailer what the plot of that movie was. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, I have. That's the it one with is, them. It's what's her name from Game it, of Thrones, Emily Clark. It's Daenerys I mean, it's, and the uh, man yeah. from um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, right? It's kind of basically what you just described is essentially, is like a variation of what happens in Last Christmas. Because you know this, you know the song, Last Christmas. The, the lyrics. Right. Yes, I, I gave you my heart, heart yeah. but right. the very next day you gave it yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can't really remember the details, uh, but it involves someone's heart. She gets a trans- heart transplant. She yeah. gets a heart transplant. and If you do not wish to have the movie Last Christmas spoiled for you, skip ahead 30 seconds now. And then she meets the ghost of the guy who That's gave right. her the heart. Yeah. <laughs> he was a ghost? He was a ghost. He was a ghost. Oh, watch the trailer, Beth. It's really obvious <laughs> he's a ghost. Patrick, you know how I consume media. I, I know, go, oh, look, like... there is a thing. And then I won't watch it for seven years. There are... <laughs> we are ignoring the fact that there is a dead woman in this film that is not mentioned. Jude Law's got a oh, dead yeah. wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Well, W-I-D-O-W-E-D and that we never speak about her again it's just yeah. like these poor poor motherless children they're like we don't get to I see adult her. girls ever like <laughs> you'll do thanks new mom they it's were way like too my mommy doll oh they were way too long killed her, right? oh yeah, <gasps> yeah. She <laughs> Yeah, she's dead. He killed her. He killed her accidentally. You know, it was one yes. of those like in a yeah. car it's a accident. Tiny town where no one would know. Right, no one would know. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. He well, suddenly there's no one yes. else in the town. There's the woman in the shop. People. She knows. Well, quickly moment. moved house, and he was, yeah. and that was it. You never heard yeah. from him again. He takes <laughs> those kids all yeah. over the country, conning <laughs> young Americans out of out of something. I don't know. What. I also <laughs> want to know like where his children are most of the movie, and like these are not the details anyone wants me to zero in on. But I'm concerned about the child care and the dog and the dog but this is yeah. the thing like i really it's think awesome. if this movie was a tight 90 to 100 minutes we wouldn't be having these thoughts <laughs> yeah but we have there are Very extended dumb. moments in this movie where we have down but basic downtime where we're getting like shoe leather of people like walking mm. around or <laughs> on the phone or dealing with something that is funny but doesn't have anything to do yes. with the plot and because Stop of it. that i have you have time to go like why did those kids, why were they so on board with Cameron Diaz from the jump? Like, shouldn't there be a little bit of like, yeah. like she's only been dead for two years. They'd probably yeah. still be in some kind of like therapy. It would still be, cause that's right. what the, to me, the mm-hmm. ending of the movie that makes Cameron Diaz cry should be the mature decision that Jude Law makes that like, I can't do this. We can't, and she yes. would agree. Like, this is too, this is too fast. This is too, this doesn't work. This isn't responsible. Like we need to be adults about it. And that would make her cry because he's because she's right. Like it, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. The timing didn't work out, and that's really sad. Yeah. And so now she's going to go off into her life and f- like, but work at herself and find someone else. And it, of course, it's not going to do that because it's a Nancy Myers no. movie. Like that's never <laughs> going to be the ending of this movie. Everyone's got to pair <laughs> off. 
it's Shakespearean yeah. in that way. You know, Jack Black has to yeah. fall in love with Kate Winslet. Like that has to be the end of the movie. <laughs> but like, it, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't set itself up for that in any conceivable way. No, I had, I had time to think about, you know, this whole like, the double bluff with all these women that are ringing him. Oh no, mm-hmm. Jude Law's such a player. I am sorry, but in 2006, children of that age would not have mobiles. Not one each. Mm-hmm. Not one each. Absolutely it, not. Yeah, not, not one, one each. each. It was, it, I was, I because I, I first dismissed it being like, oh, the kids have a phone because he's their only parent. So he yeah. gave them a phone so they can call him when they're somewhere else without any yeah. questions. No barrier to entry with Jude Law. That makes great. Yeah, but they each wouldn't have their own phone. <laughs> that would be now, silly. <laughs> now, one of them is about four. I was no going to say, the younger one couldn't even, <laughs> like, wouldn't know the numbers necessarily. Yes. <laughs> And this is time to realize that. Well, like you say, it's 2006. It's not like there'd be because now you could be like, oh, they have a phone that only calls me. Like I got I got my cell phone. It only like they all they have to do is push call and it calls me. And Mm -hmm. but that's this is before all that. (laughs) No, like in 2006, I had like just as a 15 year old gotten my own phone that I had to pay for with my money because my parents thought it was an extravagance. And I was like, I'm going to get this. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, this is a difference in our age, though, because I was 26 when this movie came out. And like I was the first one of my friends to have a cell phone when I was 22. Nobody else had a phone. Oh, my God. No okay, 25 cents for every text message or whatever it was. Or like oh every my minute. Gosh. That can't be right. That must be wrong. It, whatever. That's it was like a five lot cents of money. a text or something. They were expensive. They were expensive. It was like yeah. a Virgin Mobile flip phone that I had to go to yeah. Best Buy to buy like the, <gasps> the, the top off cards. Look yes. Those are the Mm, oh my, my first phone didn't days. save numbers in it is that have i imagined that my no not at all not at all my first phone numbers. you had to remember them all yeah my oh first my phone my first phone that was a feature of it, it was like say it was one of those like save saves numbers them. vibrating battery you know like these were big <laughs> like big selling points for my very, very and you could store sorry this is not like a phone podcast that's <laughs> <laughs> Well, people just, are probably just, listening to it on phone. Oh, Chris, so. give the people yeah. what they want. Yes, yeah. come on, Chris, finish the I was going to say, like, my first phone, you could only store, like, 10 text messages in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you have you to, like, keep deleting them. them. Yeah. 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 Come back next week for more phone chat. There's two reasons <laughs> why the, like, everybody's dead theory sort of really plays for movies like this, though, because it's movies like this that are, to me, two things. One, a closed circuit. This is a movie that only has, like, eight people in it. And they all yeah. only interact with each other. Mm. And also mm. it even, it, it gets tighter because it closes the loop wisely, I think, by having Jude Law be Kate Winslet's brother of like why he just yeah. shows up at the cottage. Like that all makes a lot of sense that he's not her ex-boyfriend. He's her brother. Okay, great. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so that, but like, it, so it's a closed loop. So they only interact with each other. So you kind of go like, well, that's weird. But then also it exists in this fantasy realm where like she has this remote cottage with excellent Wi-Fi, and like, yeah. you know, Cameron Diaz lives in this, Cameron Diaz probably would live in a house like that, but like, it, it just all feels very fantastical. So your mind starts to drift mm. to these places of being yeah. like, I never see Kate also- Winslet interacting with any other neighbors. You know, you like, you get this sort of look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they also live in a universe where presumably, because they live in this kind of closed off universe, presumably where, because she's working on a movie, mm. right, which stars Lindsay Lohan. James Franco. And yes, and James yeah. Franco. Mm-hmm. So in this universe where the Lohan-Franco movie mm. exists, does Cameron Diaz not exist? Yeah. Because right. Cameron Diaz is a 
this I actually this ties really hilariously Carol. back Whoa. into Love Actually, though, Beth, because one of our great arguments during the Love Actually main podcast between Beth and I was the joke at the end of Love Actually when Liam Neeson, who's been obsessed with Claudia Schiffer the whole time, runs uh. into a woman who isn't Claudia Schiffer, but is played by Claudia Schiffer. Which I hate. Beth hates it. And I, and I, my, my argument is, and always has been people look like people. I have no, no, people are not the same. We're not going to, we're not going to relitigate this, but (laughs) I think this ties into why this movie gets mixed up with love actually. Yeah. So much because it is multiple plot lines. Mm -hmm. There's a few similarities throughout of like real life stars and other like combinations of even running into Dustin Hoffman. Like that's a, that's a thing. And um, even though it doesn't have like t- 10 storylines, it does have two. And then those two each kind of have offshoots. So they're like, everything has a story in this movie. But also the big mm-hmm. similarity between this and Love Actually, I think is it is about love as a concept. You yes. know what I mean? There's a lot of conversation about love. What does love mean? You're the leading lady. You're not the best friend. You know, I should be able to cry. My life is complicated. I love my kids. I love my wife, but I love you. And Mm -hmm. she's dead. And all this, like, it's just really about being in love as an idea. And it's about Christmas. And like, there's really only two movies about that. I think that aren't on the Lifetime or Hallmark channel. And they they both came out very close together. I mean, they only came out three years apart. So yeah. like Love Actually would have been on TV in heavy rotation when the holiday was out and then holiday right. would have quickly gone into quick rotation on, on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's a really good point, yeah. I think it's probably why they get mixed up all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> the title of the movie is quite weird, quite odd as well. I think it probably means a lot more to you guys than it does to us because when I, in my head, because I'd never seen it, I knew it was a Christmas movie, but I thought it was like people going on a holiday and right. they obviously do go on a holiday, but not like a holiday in the sense of like going on, lying on a beach somewhere, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's, it, it, I think it is supposed to be a double entendre mm-hmm. with the British yeah. meaning, not even really double entendre, it's a play on words, I guess, with the, with uh, the holiday being Christmas and then also the, obviously you refer to what yeah. we call vacation, you call holiday. Yeah. Um, but and like for American audiences, if you said like, this is the vacation, you would assume they were going to a beach, you would assume yeah. like, yeah. But so I don't think we call get... Christmas a holiday, do, do we? I don't think that's a, a thing that we have. No, like, not really. So... Well, you probably don't. We do because it's a non-work yeah. day. So all those yeah, work yeah. days are holidays. But I would also say that like, and if you s- said to somebody like the holiday, they would assume, well, that's Christmas. That's our huge holiday yeah. of the year. Okay. But I would like to point out at this point that we never see Christmas. No. In the movie, to... we see New Year's. I would like yeah. to ask a question we about Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. as well. Because mm. on Christmas Eve for both of them, um, Kate Winslet is with Jack Black and he's being sad and then she's being sad and she's like do you want me to make some like some Christmas fettuccine right. and then I it cuts, that. cuts to Cameron Diaz eating Christmas fettuccine is this a thing? <laughs> Have we just missed this? It's, I mean it's not nothing that I've heard of it being a thing I haven't either it's not they like clearly, British yeah. press pasta. No, we don't have pasta at Christmas. <laughs> no. like, they clearly I... live in a different alternative universe. Where they are dead and Christmas you get to have pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Yet one more similarity between them. These two incredibly different women who have very strange quirks so a, in common. A, a quick Google yeah. reveals that uh, another term, now this is dubious, I'm not digging in too deep here, but a number of food blogs are saying that fettuccine alfredo is also known as christmas fettuccine oh 
Why? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently people eat it on Christmas Eve. I'm seeing a lot of that. But here we go. This is the problem. I'm now clicking on a link that tells me that they eat it on Christmas Eve because that's what Kate Winslet does in the holiday. So like this uh, is a recursive, uh, like <laughs> it made it a, yeah. It's <laughs> apparently- They made it a thing. Yeah. But what is it? It's like a, yes, it is a specific kind of fettuccine Alfredo. I'm not going to go much deeper than that. Does it have like like green and red rainbow sprinkles on it? It's got fresh ground black pepper, salt, Parmesan cheese, unsalted. No, it's just fettuccine Alfredo. That just sounds like fettuccine. It's just fettuccine Alfredo. Okay, never mind. Yes, but it is, I mean, maybe it was, I I always like those sorts of things. If it was like, I hope hope the truth is that it was a Nancy Myers thing. Like in her family, they ate fettuccine Alfredo every Christmas Eve and called it Christmas fettuccine. And yeah. then it, she just spoke it into the universe in this movie <laughs> and it just became a reality for everybody else. Cause I love stuff like that. Cause it's just so silly. It's, yeah. I wanted to ask before we sort of get into the scoring metrics, oh my gosh. guys, um, one thing that struck me this time watching this movie was how much of Kate Winslet's story is dedicated to talking about movies Yes. And how boring I find that. <laughs> like how unbelievably boring I find people talking about movies in movies more than just one conversation. Like there's yeah. a lot of like when two characters like the meet cute conversation that when Eli Wallach starts talking about that, like in a movie, this is a meet cute and he describes a actual meet cute, but it's a takes a, it's a long walk for a short yeah. drink in that, <laughs> that, that meet cute. Um, but like then they're talking about like all these other movies and the movies that Eli Wallach's making her watch. And then when Jack yeah. Black takes her through the thing, I mean, he pulls the mission off the wall. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the mission, <gasps> but it's a super dark, complicated, like it's a good movie, but it's like not a movie you would ever do. like, I know at that point they're not dating, but it's so no. out of the mood of the rest of the movies he's showing her. And he's like, change yes, of fire. This is British. Like, like, okay, here you yeah. go. Like the missions. Like, yeah, here's a movie about uh, Robert De Niro plays a mercenary who gets his soul back by becoming a priest and then has to kill a bunch of people like to save his vill- his mission. Like that's what the movie's about. It's like, oh, it so just dark. like, it just seemed like they were trying to claw some legitimacy with that. It was like, here's some, here's some, you know, films everyone's heard of, but the mission, the oh, mission. he really yes. knows what he's talking about. Right. But same with the movie conversations. It was all like, it, just I it felt like it wanted a reviewer to, to say Nancy Meyer's love letter to Hollywood and you're like no I'm not getting that from this I'm getting a, a sidetrack and she's also it's not part of her character she never mm. like says oh I'm going to LA we're like where the movies are made like isn't yeah. that exciting it's like nope just just yeah. movies we all like movies I'm not saying we don't <laughs> but like why didn't they make the characters like more about either make the title of the movie you know something about movies or yeah. make the <laughs> theme of the movie something about holidays like they could all be like you know travel around the world or something you know what i mean it's just like the the movie theme is kind of shoehorned into it but movie people love talking about movies the way (laughs) theater people love talking about theater right but we don't usually put it in theater in the (laughs) (laughs) well you say that i gotta say like i fully ignored the whole subplot with kate teaching the old guy to walk again like oh my god i have i have qualms about that because (laughs) like they're just like like oh just like a little bit of exercise you can solve like years of deteriorating muscle (laughs) mass like it's just one swim let's go and i really like 
I do like the fact that like they got in the pool and I was like, this is a terrible idea. Like if he yeah. falls down in the pool, he's going to yeah. drown. And then he does for a second. And I was like, okay, good. We acknowledge the fact that this is a terrible but idea. But he comes back up. He like comes back up almost looking like he just briefly fell asleep and he's like confused that he's underwater. Not that yeah. he like was actually drowning. Well, I, see, yeah. when he first went down, I was like, oh, he's doing a bit for her. Like he's going to go under the water and then like come back up. And she's going to be like, where are you? He's like, I'm right here. I'm fine. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, but no, he actually did, I guess in the world of the movie <laughs> all over <laughs> then she pushed his zimmer frame away from him mm-hmm. yeah. it's a really sore-esque little detail we went into but this mm-hmm. i mean that would be that would be kind of quirky if you'd known if these people had known each other for years and years and years yeah they mm-hmm. only just met him like a day ago and now yeah. she's stealing yeah, his zimmer she's... frame watching him drown like she's taking him to this, this award ceremony expecting him to walk up the stairs it's like you don't know this guy. This no. is chaos. Because the movie's time frame will. is a week. Yeah, right. Will be yeah. The only person in his will. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. No family to speak of. She's got her eye on that big LATV. Yeah. There <laughs> is. DVD collection. She wants the Oscar. I mean, I mean if you take house. away, if you take a if you just take this at surface level and like don't ignore the fact like they met each other a day ago, like <laughs> I think their relationship is the most charming one in the movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like it's very it's very endearing. They both find confidence in themselves through each other, like all of those nice things. But I now think that they are both dead. And this is them just (laughs) finding finding some some peace. No, I think he's supposed to be. I think they're all dead. I think they're all dead. dead. They're either all dead or none of them are dead. Like it is it is a it is a pure purgatory situation uh, or it's nothing because well, also know? like this event that they th- like are throwing for him where she's like oh my god this is soon and then like he gets there and they're like we're ready for you mr Abbott. Right. what are they going to do if he didn't come <laughs> isn't it called an evening with arthur Abbott yes. as well? like, how did you sell tickets for this before he was on board and like is the is the event just him standing at that podium and talking are they gonna watch some of his movies like I don't know. And who wrote his speech? Like, did he write his speech? I mean, he's a writer, obviously, but like, even so, yeah, I I don't. Also, why Uh, didn't we see any of the guys from the dinner at the event? Like, if this movie should be like a cutaway to like his party. (laughs) The dinner was their last like Passover. Then they got to, they got to, yeah, they got to progress, yeah, to move Uh, on to the next level. What a twist. Um, I I do just want to say one other thing before we jump to the scoring metric. The number of times I wrote down in my notes, fucking Jasper. Like, I wrote that oh, down every time he showed up on the screen. We've hardly He's talked like, about Rufus Sewell and his excellent portrayal of, like, the slimiest, attractive man ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's so gross. <laughs> I just hate him. I hate him so much. And I know that's what I'm supposed, supposed to feel. To, yeah. yeah. So, like, good job, Nancy. I hate him. Mm-hmm. And I wrote fucking Jasper, like, seven times in yeah. these notes. I thought yeah. it was the best part of the movie, though, from a writing standpoint. Yeah. Like, it really felt the most authentic. Like, this is, a, I get when, I get that she doesn't want to like him. I get that he knows exactly what buttons mm-hmm. to push on her. Yeah, yeah. To make her, because all he needs her to do is stick around. He doesn't want her to, like, come after him. He's not, like, actively trying to sleep with her. He just wants her on the hook. And he, yeah. I thought that was incredibly well written and well acted. That one little aspect of the story. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I get it. Like, I believe this relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's very satisfying when she kicks him out. I, I was yeah. very, very satisfied in that moment of, of that. Yeah. But Yeah, that plays out really well. The other two hours and five minutes of this movie. 
we could all agree you could cut 40 minutes off this movie oh easily just like, just like off the top like just yeah. take 40 minutes out of this movie and you'd be more fine. yeah more cut it to ribbons you could cut it, it more like, yeah. yeah but i was i was being yeah well, I was, like, I was cut it into uh, <laughs> lack of existence <laughs> yes please i've always thought that would be a fun exercise for students maybe i'll do that some days like i'm gonna yes. give you the holiday take you have to make this 100 minutes i don't care how you make it 100 easy, minutes easy. Long. i love yeah. that idea <laughs> we'll get some smart ass student who'll just take you know the, the front the whole front off <laughs> here it starts here now it's 100 minutes uh <laughs> all right best should we score it how which which metric should we use first Oh, you know which one I'm most nervous about. Let's do holiday. First, <laughs> okay. We? Okay. So we score all of the, well, we scored love actually, but we're scoring this movie on two different metrics. I'll drop them into the chat here. The oh. first is uh, how Christmassy is oh. this movie? How Christmassy? We score it on a nine point scale, which I just dropped into the, oh, wow. into how the chat there. <laughs> and all, all four of us are going to, are going to rate this. it here. <laughs> I'm gonna keep track. Uh, we would like to let our guests go first, so I will start with Holly. Since you had more experience with the movie, I'll let you. Oh my god! First, okay, I'm gonna go with three. You're going with I think, three, yeah, a horribly sexist. Movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying. I have like a memory that Cameron Diaz is in one of those like New Year's yeah. Day Valentine's, but I looked at her IMDb and I couldn't find it. So I'm just superimposing her in that film. Sure. In she's mind. in it, even though she's not in it. She's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's definitely in it. She's in it. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I'm going to have to go with two, not Christmas. Not Christmas. Oh, because why? this film is barely set at Christmas. This film yeah. could be a summer movie and true. I would not have noticed otherwise. That is, that was my score as well. A, a bit of snow. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's really a New Year's Eve movie more than yes. a, like yeah. like, that salad. That yeah. snow could easily be in May or something in the yeah. UK. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And there is no Christmassy weather in LA. Yeah, no, exactly. There was no Christmas trees. Where, no. was, the, where was the Santa visit? I want a yeah. montage in like a department store full of Christmas stuff. Yeah. I want some people singing carols. I want that lady in the shop like mm-hmm. wearing a Santa hat. Yes, yes. and yes. antlers and like. There was no be... sign of it. It was 100%. like they retrofitted the Christmas. So I'm yes. getting quite angry about this. I know you're <laughs> getting you're getting very. I will say like my my notes for that were that it is like i say like it's a new year's movie but but it's also the fact that chris like they do say they want to get out of town at christmas but there's no christmas yeah. also isn't the solution it's not no. never like yeah you know christmas we should get together we should go out on christmas like no it's the santa Ana winds and yeah cameron D- and i don't also, know what people are on the other side were. december in the uk is not snowy like that it's like driving gray rain and yeah. the trains wouldn't work and the planes no. wouldn't take off and it would be <laughs> yeah it would be a really difficult <laughs> logistical nightmare. That's yeah. just, the whole movie would just be about Cameron Diaz <laughs> trying to get to that cottage for two hours and then getting there, and then the power doesn't work. The heat uh, isn't on. Like. Yeah. and it's just a terrible time for everyone. Beth, what what are you? What are you? Uh, where do you? I'm gonna give it a three. I feel like it's got yeah. the kind of illusions like that those like New Year's Day, Valentine's Day movies have. Like we're kind of surrounding a holiday that is the setup <laughs> for a lot of the the things, but we don't get the actual Christmas. I don't. I don't. I can't remember what they do on Christmas Day. I remember what they do on Christmas Eve. I don't think but... we ever see them on Christmas Day. No, they get hops right to the reunion at New Year's. Yeah. They just get yeah. back together on Christmas Eve. So you assume they spend Christmas Day together. Yeah. 
doing but who's whatever. to say who's Who to, say? to say so they have their to... fettuccine leftovers and right? then you know then it's new year's that's right they haven't got anything in you know they're just <laughs> all there. uh all right so that's how christmasy it is the other score <laughs> that patrick is nervous about <laughs> patrick is nervous about <laughs> but you've had you've had actual feedback that had... this is a good yes so the... go ahead back up you've got confidence in this already i do but i'm still i've never well i've never taken it against two british people we like to score uh... this movie on how british is it um <laughs> So I have another nine point scale that I'm going to drop in here. Uh, which is the most British and the least British? Nine is, is Her the Majesty's most British. Her Majesty's Corgi. Corgi. Okay. Is the most British. The most British. Okay. Because everything on this list is quite British. <laughs> yes, I was. I have been told that the 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 uh, the range is not wide enough, possibly between listings. Uh, yeah. Is this racist? I don't know about that either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say no, but if you want to tell me it is, that's, that's a different well, correct. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I would say um, maybe Mary Berry doing maths for her banoffee pie recipe. Mm. Because, <laughs> because the banoffee pie part is quite American. And this, yes. And mm. this movie is quite American. Although maths is quite British. So, so. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But be, S right? is noted. Yes. yes. I think I'm going to go with that one. Five. Okay. So I was going to go for one for that reason as well, because Austin Powers <laughs> hanging out with Beyonce, I'm like two things that aren't British. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with one. It's not British really? at all. Wow. <laughs> not oh, not even mean... like points for the actual British people in it. That's true. I should give some British points for that. I think Chris's very you know, articulate dissection of our tech transport system has really brought it home <laughs> to me how <laughs> unrealistic this is. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going for it. It's a one. It's a one. You're going to go for a one. All right, Beth, what do yeah. you think? I was going to just put it at a 4.5 in the middle mm-hmm. of the road because like we have half a British cast. We have half an American cast. Like it is half set in England. It is half set in America. So I was putting it uh, in the middle of the road, 4.5. See, I gave it a, uh, I gave it a three because it felt like a British movie, half a British movie, but clearly made by Americans where uh-huh. it's like, the the there's the hint of british ideas like things are yeah. vaguely british in it but it's also like i know enough to know this isn't how this works this isn't how this goes <laughs> like this would never be that you know but like so in the same way that like james bond doctor who and these franchises get kind of americanized as they go and like they just have the actors with the accents and that's that's pretty yeah. much it it doesn't feel yeah it ultimately ends up feeling eh. Like it's, it's, it's British enough for me as an American if it scratches my itch, but it's yeah. not like, <laughs> you know, it's not fully. You know, it feeds my up fantasy that one day I will be back in London and some yes. handsome Jude Law will meet me and then uh, I will get to live there for forever. But you there know, you go. which is your dream. Uh-huh. Is this a dream? Is this a dream you're revealing now? for the first this, time is on a, show? this is a dream. Yeah. For Jude Law, specifically Jude Law, or like 2006. I'd Jude love Law. to come and visit. Um, I think this was the first time I'd ever seen Jude Law. Like the first um, time I clocked him, mm. and like, please keep in mind, 15 year old and seeing Jude Law, so, you're like, hello, sure. Ooh, this yeah, is yeah. what men look like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sometimes. Uh, yeah. I like because well, Jack Black is the counter here, so <laughs> right. keep that in mind. Poor Jack Black. Oh, poor, poor Jack. Jack. Yeah. He looks good in this film, though. I will give yeah. him that. I wish and he'd like, been, yeah, let off the leash a little bit, though. Yeah. He, Kate Winslet says something about him, like, you really are an incredibly decent man. I know. 
It's always been my problem. And I'm like, yes. That is how we would describe him in this film. Yes. Incredibly decent. It just felt a bit like that's that thing about making it Nancy, Nancy's love letter to Hollywood again. It was like she, the, the rom-com trope, like playing Chaka Khan underneath it. it like, no, no, it's, like, it's to be real, isn't it? And just like, oh, mm-hmm. God, yeah, that is what they do in rom-coms. You're mm-hmm. doing what they do in rom-coms. Because you're in a rom-com. <laughs> which is a rom-com. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever watch this movie again. I will. But also, like, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. If it's on... <laughs> Is that a phrase people use? A, I love it. It's a phrase I've used. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> never heard, heard that, that before. No. Kick it out of crackers? Okay. I've heard it with toast. I mean toast. Ooh. There you go. Maybe that's the, that's the British, that's the British that's version. The right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I learned something new today. What is love? Actually. What is Love Actually was produced and edited by Patrick Flynn. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Love Actually Pod. You can follow Patrick Flynn at Unknown Penguin. You can follow Beth Amon at Beth Amon13. Please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's the easiest way for people to find the show. She's Beth Amon. And he's Patrick Flynn. And remember, there was more than one lobster at the birth of Jesus. Actually. 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 Actually, it's all around.